You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. Whew, it's not that good Friday, but it's always good to get to a Friday. Except if you're like me and you're not a big fan of that roll the clock back thing. We really have to do that this weekend? Did I hear people right? Yeah, I don't like that part. Chad and Zay on a Friday. We got a lot to get to. Lots of football. And how about those Astros? You want to talk about turning a World Series on its head. They've done it the last two games. We'll get into that. We'll make our Supreme Picks at 1230. Scottish Guy at 1245. And a whole lot more. I'm Chad Hastings. Joining me as always, he is the Bowie Bulldog. That means tonight he is gunning for those Lake Travis Cavaliers. He is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? Big game tonight. Feeling good. Dusty Baker. One mo, Dusty. One mo, Unk. You're right there. You were dealing last night, calling some great moves. One mo. One mo. One more box of toothpicks. One more box of toothpicks. One more box of toothpicks. I wonder how many he goes through in a game. What's your guess? Is he a one toothpick guy? Is he one per inning? What do you think? It depends. I feel like with baseball, how superstitious they are, if things are rolling, you got to stay with the same toothpick. Yeah. Last night, if I was a toothpick guy, 35 would have yeah. been the number. Yeah. yeah. He probably went through them last night. It was a lot to be stressed over for sure. That was a tense ball of baseball last night, man. What an incredible hunk of sports theater that was. We'll get into that. We'll get into a couple other things. Obviously, Texas getting ready to play Kansas State. High school football coming to an end in the regular season and headed towards the playoffs. NFL has an interesting week nine without the Cowboys, but they're on the bye, but there's still some really interesting games. Before we do anything else, before we get to the spec set piece, let's just send all our best to our man Bucky Godbolt, continuing to rest up up after his surgery this week. Bucky will be back on Monday for B&E. Uh, I've been texting with him this week. Try not to call him this week because the, the voice needs to rest uh, after uh, after you know the, the, the surgery there, Zay. But he seems to be doing well, and uh, hopefully he'll get some rest over the weekend, and uh, he'll be back on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope Buck's doing well. I'll text him tomorrow. I texted him last Saturday. We talked a little bit. And, yeah, Buck, he's just such a great guy. And he deserves this time off. I know people give him a hard time for taking off. Uh-huh. But, hey, if you got as many miles and years as Buck does in this business and also coaching, people forget he was a big-time coach and he yelled at a lot of players. So for him to have this throat-type surgery, <laughs> it's well needed. Yes, it is. That is true. Also, you got to understand that Bucky has many hobbies. One of them is vacations. Not just his, everybody's. I've never been around anybody that's more interested in others' vacations than Bucky. He is a vacationist. He loves them in all versions. When you start to take one, he'll remind you that you're taking one. <laughs> He does that to everybody. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we hope Bucky is enjoying, uh, and it's obviously not regular time off here. He's had surgery. So we hope he's enjoying his recovery and recovering and getting his wife or whoever it is to to wait on him a little bit and take care of him and uh, his dogs and animals out there. Hope everything is going well with Bucky. We hope all of you are safe and sound and healthy and happy and well, dry as this rain is about to come in today. There's a lot going on that uh, in terms of weather in the area, so we hope everybody's good there. Let's get you the spec set piece, and we will start with the Astros up three to two. The spec set piece is brought to you by Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods. Cheer on Verde with Specs' larger selection of world class wines, spirited spirits, and craft beers. Score more at Specs, official partner of Austin FC. All right, Zay, yesterday you talked about momentum, that it doesn't exist in baseball. 
It's kind of a myth. Uh, and we talked about sometimes they say it's just that next starting pitcher. It was Justin Verlander. <clears throat> he had some ghosts to try to figure out. He had some curse to try to get through. I guess whatever Kate Upton did or didn't do, whatever he did or didn't do, they dial, they dialed it up just right. She was right there, front she row. She was there. Yeah, she was there. She was great. She Locked was, in for her man. She was not running from anybody. She was right there uh, sitting there in Philly with the fans and a just an absolute grinder of a baseball game. And Verlander goes five innings. He gets the win. He was 0-6, I believe it was, in eight World Series starts. So he finally gets his first win. Just an incredible game. Astros got all the little plays, a couple little plays they needed to go their way, and the Phillies just didn't get those plays to happen for them. Oh, there are so many big-time moments in last night's game, and you should have just seen you know, the videos going around with Justin Verlander and Dusty Baker, both of those guys who have had their woes during these this time of the year, and they were just embracing each other like, hey, thank you for believing in me, Justin Verlander right. and Dustin Baker. Like, hey, thank you for putting me <laughs> right. in, a, in a great situation to get a World Series championship. And I thought Verlander was terrific. Yes, he got in some pickles, but it's about what you do in those situations where you got guys on both corners and you're getting guys out Bryce Harper was on second at one point in time you know it was just he he stayed locked in and stayed calm and yeah he gave the Astros just enough for them to put up uh, enough runs Jeremy Pena was terrific last night whether it was his bat with that home run or that RBI to bring out Tuve home in the first and then his glove like that's why he's a gold glover at rookie you know like that you don't see that you don't see rookies you know, gold glovers at the shortstop position is just not a thing. And the fact that he's that good, you know, I say Carlos Correa who I've been saying it all season long because Jeremy Pena has been good and timely all season long for the Astros. And he brought it last night in game five and the Astros are going back to the H three, two. Okay. So let me ask it this way. If the Astros win this series in six games, what is someone going to have to do to take the MVP away from Pena? What will that guy have to do? Uh, is I it don't a, know who it would be. Is it a no-hitter for Valdez? Is that the answer? Possibly. Could, but, but then for the whole series, no, he would have he been pretty damn good in the series at that point. But Pena has been phenomenal. Uh, the three for four, scored a run, two RBIs, big hits when, when you need him to have big hits. He's right there. That st- that starting sequence was so important. Little things in baseball. Boot the ball in the outfield. Altuve gets to go to third instead of second. Pena immediately steps up, knocks it through. And then he gets you another big RBI hit later. When you need it the most, everything is tense. Philly fans feel it coming, and he pounds one you know, right up the middle. And then on the other side, the two defensive plays for the Astros, Mancini in the eighth, Oh, man, what a stop. And McCormick in the ninth. Those two, just again, the theater last night was outstanding. So Trey Mancini, here's the way I'm hearing this story. I'm not not as much of an Astros nerd as like an Aaron Hogan or whatever, but what I'm hearing today, Zay, is that dude had not played in the field since early October. What? At all. Right, had not had the glove on, and it wasn't out there. Since yeah, because Yuri Gurriel got a knee to the dome when he was trying to right. go back and forth from third to home. And what do they always say in baseball? When you are replacing someone, the ball will find you. <laughs> what? 
It's going to come after you. When you walk out on a baseball or softball field, we all know this, even if you play beer league softball, the first thing you'll think when you walk out there is, boy, I hope they don't hit it to crack. And the next thing, it's coming right at you. But that ball was a scorched laser from Schwarber at his foot. That ball bounced basically at his foot. And for him to come up with that, step right on first, just you saw Schwarber's reaction. Oh, man, he threw his helmet. He was like, he knew are it. you effing kidding me? Right. We're he- out here rocking these fly-ass <laughs> uniforms and I can't get a hit. And that's why I feel like it happened to him multiple times last night. Like he yep. had his uh, he did. dinger in the stands in the first inning, but I felt like multiple times Schrober put just great bat, you know, great to, uh, bat to barrel, whatever. And yeah, it just didn't work out for him. The baseball guys were not in his favor. Oh, it was incredible. Somebody texted, I said it yesterday, I'm going to say it again. F you, Phillies fans. <laughs> yeah, those fans have Yo, been. Mattress Mac was hyped last night, too. He wasn't as animated and cursing folks out, but he was hype. He was ready to he, go. He's feeling good. He think thinking that seventy five million's coming back his way. Somebody texted in Bregman or Tucker, if anyone else. Somebody says Bregman always clutch. This says Valdez has another great pitching night. He could win it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If Framber needs to win, he'd have two big World Series wins. But it would be hard to take it from Pena, especially if he delivers again tomorrow. To me, right now, it's the kid, and I'm just thinking of. Wait a minute, can you imagine if they finish this off and he is the ALCS MVP and the World Series MVP as a rookie? Yeah, that's like, incredible. I mean, some of the throws that he made were on point and very timely too. Like yeah. he just has a great arm. He throws it at different angles and. When you're playing shortstop, you better be able to nimble your body in different ways, like not normal ways when you play that shortstop position. The best shortstops, they've been able to grab that ball from different angles and backhand with the glove and throw it, jump throws and whatnot. I heard Aaron Hogan comparing them to Jeter, and when I first heard that, I almost spit my OJ out because, <laughs> you know, I put Jeter just on a different standard. You know what I'm saying? This is captain. The man has five World Series rings. That's I mean, different. New York yeah. Yankees, like Jeter had all the women that Jeter was with. I put Jeter on a different pedestal. I was like, whoa, E, you're wilding. But then he might be right with the performance Jeremy Pena is throwing out there. It's very Jeter like. And I want to say Jeter, his rookie year, 96, they won the first uh, ring, didn't they? Was, was that his rookie year? They did win it in 96. Yeah. I'd I, forgotten I that was say, rookie year. Yeah, I think that was his rookie year. So all those teams, Georgie okay. Posada and Bernie Williams and all those legendary guys, you know, can Jeremy Pena be that for the Astros? And remember, like, he, the big-ass shoes that he has to fill. Carlos Correa was a dude. Carlos Correa got paid a lot of money to leave. So he had to step in those shoes, and people were like, is he going to be able to do what Carlos Correa brought to this ball club? He's done that and then some. Uh, somebody uh, points out on the Specs text line, remember it's there for you, 337-3776. Uh, ain't over yet. Astros coughed it up last year in the same situation, Uh-oh. up 3-2. See, I had to, would have to double-check that. Were they up 3-2 in both the Washington and Atlanta series? I don't remember that. Because I know I'm pretty sure they were up 3-2 going home for Washington. 
just like now, and they lost both games. But I don't recall that happening again. I'd have to double-check that. They didn't have Dusty in that bullpen oh, making moves. I see, I Unks see. Unks got him, baby. Unks got him. The monkey's right there. The monkey's barely hanging on the back, just grabbing gr- grabbing the hell out of his shoulder, and he's trying so hard to yank that monkey off. Get right. the hell off he- me, ape. Here's all I know. There's two pretty weighty monkeys on his back right now, and here's what they are. And they're both game sixes. So to me, tomorrow, they're going to be showing some stuff. Game six with the Giants, the whole thing with giving the ball to Russ Ortiz, and that that was game six. Then they lose it in game seven. The whole thing with then the next year, 0-3, the Bartman thing, that was a game six. That was game six in Chicago. They were getting ready to close the Marlins out, and they had to go through that whole process of a game seven. So Astros fans know one thing is true right now. If you can figure it out tomorrow night, you do that because the crowd tomorrow night is in a celebration prep mode. They're ready to rock. They're ready to strike. If you lose game six, we all know what can happen to a game seven home crowd. Things can tighten up. Baseball gets weird. Team gets up on you 3-4-0 early, and the place goes murmur. The place goes dead. And then the visiting team has the love and the, not love. They have the energy, and they start clawing at it. Astros fans, if there's any group of people that are not overly confident today, it's going to be Astros fans. They know exactly what can happen because they've watched it at least once. I didn't realize I'd have to double check on the Brave series. I know it happened to him in the Washington series. Well, hopefully Jeff Bagwell and Craig Biggio aren't popping prosecco and champagne in the dugout <laughs> exactly. in the ninth inning like Willie Mays was back Oof. in that O two series with the Giants. Dude, that was that's still one of the craziest things I've I've ever seen. Isn't that bogus? Come oh. on, Willie. You're better than that. Dude, it was brutal. You're better than that. As one of the greats, one of the best to ever do it, you know the game ain't over until that last out. Yeah. No, that's the thing. That was was a bizarre kind of heartbreaking thing that – um, that everybody watched there, and now we'll see if uh, we'll see if the Astros can get rid of all those ghosts and get rid of the. So Dusty's trying to get rid of stuff. Verlander got rid of his last night and finally got a win. Now can he go get? Uh, can he go get that? So Some- that catch by McCormick was stupid. Like, come on, right? Are we serious, man? I thought that was a base hit. I I, I thought that was a base hit. He laid his body out there. Ninth inning, what? That was the first out. That was the second out. I want to say when he got that catch. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, first or second out of the first, inning. second out. Yeah, I could have started everything for Philly. Yeah, that, that was crazy. There were some big time plays being made last night in that game, and that's what you expect. Like these are two of the best teams in it. That's why they're here playing in November, and you expect to see that type of field play and this type of hitting, this type of pitching. This World Series has been terrific. Yeah, see, I okay, I, I, I would have, I know, I would have remembered if that had gone Game Seven last year. Braves won in six. The Braves won in six. Okay. So that series went back to Atlanta, and the Braves won uh, the last – excuse me, Astros won game five, Braves won game six. So, uh, yeah, it was the Washington series that I'm thinking about. Back to Houston. They've been in this exact situation, and they have lost both games. So I think Astros fans understand there's still a little bit to go, uh, obviously, here. But, yes, the McCormick play and the whole story about him being a Philly guy – 
Have you heard this whole thing? Yeah, he grew up in Philly, huh? Grew up a Philly fan. Went to those 08 and 09 games when they were in the playoffs, winning the World Series, fighting in the World Series. And so this is this was like his favorite team growing up. And then he starts to see the teams match up and thinks, oh, wow, if we win and they win, I could play. And he'd never been – I don't think he'd ever actually been to the, the stadium, though. He was just a fan watching it, maybe. And then he actually gets to go. And the first game he played – no, he went to the stadium as a kid, but he hadn't ever played there. First time he ever plays there, it's in the World Series. Wow. And then he does that at the end of a game. So Philly fans, uh, you know how they always say you'll never pay for anything in a town? Now they're going to charge him double <laughs> if, uh, if the Astros win this series. Yeah, can't go, back to, can't go back home and get that love that you used to give if you yeah. win this series with the Strohs. So if I heard this right today, shout out to Aaron Hogan on the morning show. Aaron's a massive baseball guy and a huge Astros fan. If this is true... And baseball has nothing but stats, we know that. But what a crazy stat this is. Aaron says today they, they did the stat look, and last night there was only one at-bat in the entire game where the batter couldn't either tie the game or give his team a lead with that at-bat. Only one. That's how tight that thing was all night long. Credit to the Astros for making the plays. Big hits when they needed it, certainly, but also, you can't ignore those glo- the glove play, man. That the Again, the play in the eighth at first, the play in the ninth out in the outfield was just incredible. That place was yeah, then- re- ready to come undone and McCormick climbs that wall and shuts them all up. That was crazy. Yeah, and I know if you look at the stats for Jordan Alvarez, nothing jumps out at you, but Astros fans, they're going to remember that hard-ass hit to first where my man Bobble did and Altuve came home from third. Like, that was a big-time play, and if he didn't hit the ball as hard as he hit it, then it would have just uh, been a simple routine out, you know? Throwing mm-hmm. out to Jose or uh, right. Jose Altuve, and it would have been two one or what two two. What uh, score was it then? That would have been. I think it was two one at that point. Okay, right. But then it became three one. Yes. Okay. Three one. Yeah. Then eventually- yeah. That was a big time, big time play. Oh, there was, yeah, there was so many little things in that game. Congrats to the Astros for getting that done. So tomorrow night, Astros trying to close it all out and get themselves into a different category. When you win two in a run, they may start to use that word dynasty, and obviously there's complications in 2017 that they're trying to get past. By the way, if you're, if you're scoring at home, which I hadn't realized this, did you hear how many Astros are still on the team from 2017 out of their whole roster? Can't be many. It's five. Five guys. You could name them right now if you thought about it. They're all pretty big names. Bregman. Yep. Altuve. Yep. Verlander. Yep. Yuri Gurriel. Yep. And it's one other guy, and it's a pitcher. Little bit lesser name. Huh. And somebody just hit another homer off of him. Oh, Lance. <laughs> yes. Big Lance. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are hey, the five. That's if, it. If somehow this game goes to seven... Astro fans, are y'all comfortable with Lance getting the ball? Ooh. Of what he show, he's back at home. Yeah. Way more comfortable at home. You're gonna have to be. I mean, you're gonna have you got to no be. choice, right? Uh, when Lance, or do you go with my man that uh, uh, dominated in Game Four? He'd be that be that would be Dominican four, homie, right? Uh, <clears throat> Christian Javier. Christian Javier. That would be four days rest for him, I believe. And so I don't know what you know. What is he like on four days versus is is his normal a five day? How do they normally do that? Uh, that's that's going to be a big big question. Because who's got it tomorrow? It is um, my man that be Valdez. Valdez, yeah, my man that be gripping that ball where Philly fans say they he cheating his ass off. They just salty because he got that stuff in them. But yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, they're just mad because his hands were magic. <laughs>
<laughs> They're just mad because his pitches were magic. That's the problem. Uh, tomorrow night is game six. We'll talk a little bit about that as we go along. Uh, but obviously, congrats to the Astros there. Longhorn fans getting ready for Kansas State. Somebody texted us earlier just a simple, simple question. And a few people are wondering this. And it is. Actually, it's an it's a, a, a statement, but please explain how Texas is favored against K-State at their house and ranked lower. It is irritating. Just gives them more motivation. Feels like a conspiracy. Bama's the only team, the only game where the Horns were an underdog. And Zay, I saw a little more money come in on K-State overnight. The problem is it's not enough. I mean, that line would turn if a bunch of money had come in for some reason, betters, they like betting on Texas. They like Texas, I guess, as a favorite. We'll talk to our man Brandon Lang coming up at 105 and see what he thinks of it. Uh, it's been two and a half or three all week, but you and I said to start the week, we thought it should have been K-State as the favorite right away. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if the question on the quarterback situation for K-State is a reason why the line is like this, but either way, if you're the Texas Longhorns, the, this next month, this tells the whole season, like, where are you going to stand? How is this going to be? Is this going to be a successful season? Or is this going to be one of those question marks where you're thinking, well, Steve Sarkeesian, can he get it done? Can he be the coach here at the University of Texas? He has so many things going against them, whether that's his road record, the second half woes, et cetera. Will Quinn Ewers be able to get over the horrible game that he had in Stillwater and come back on another true road test against the top 15 team, we'll see. But I'm I'm still very nervous, and yeah, I, I think Kansas State, if I had to pick to right now, I feel like Kansas State would get it done tomorrow, but... Hopefully I'm wrong. We'll get more thoughts on that game coming up. Also, we'll make our supreme picks. We had a little bit of an off week for us last week. We were only three and two. We are still yeah, the, that's all for us. Still in the overall lead, though, uh, in terms of individual uh, shows picking, we are still in the lead. We got to keep the pace going here. Got three college games and two NFL games again. We'll make the supreme picks coming up and give you uh, our thoughts on Texas and K State. We got the crap bag with the Scottish guy coming up at twelve forty-five. We've got Brandon Lang coming up at one o five to talk about all the big games: Texas, the Tennessee Georgia game. What does he think about those? Oh, you know you're going to find out. Stay with us. It's the horn. Oh boy, here we go. All right, this is one I always confuse. So, this died in your arms. There's two things that popped into my head the outfield. Oh, that's your guess? Damn. I know. All right. So it's cutting crew? That's right. Okay. There you go. See? It's those two popped in my head. Dadgummit. I always screw it up. There's a song There's a song by the outfield and a song by cutting crew, and I always mix them up. So cutting crew is I just died in your arms tonight. All right. I can always tell when I miss because Zay just looks at me like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Are you, is that a guess? Is he actually trying to participate here? That's not right. Yeah, cutting crew was a little dramatic, huh? I just died in your arms tonight for what you just said. Come on. There's a lot going on. There was a lot going on. 
When you go to the look, when you go to a party and there's that much cocaine, <laughs> you get overly emotional about everything. You got that much hairspray going on. Hairspray and cocaine is a bad mix. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, there's a lot going on back there. A lot going on. Now, y'all are doing cocaine like Tylenol back in the 80s, it seems like. <laughs> Everybody was just all right. I don't know how my guy Rick James. Apparently it was everywhere. I was really, I'm really glad to be the age I am because when the cocaine thing was really going in the 80s, I was like 10. So... <laughs> You know, I was I was getting to enjoy the music that the cocaine was creating, but I was not at any of the parties where the cocaine was living. Yeah. So that was good. That was very, very good. And it did help that I was the child of a teacher because everybody thought I was a narc and didn't invite me to any parties anyway later. So it didn't matter. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know what show, that's about. Kind of. I always still crash the parties and uh, everybody's like, how the hell is they? How, how are you out here right now? It's 1 a.m. Say, how are you out here? Oh, I, I snuck out. Don't tell my dad. See, that's what I should have done more of. I didn't do enough of that. Didn't do enough oh, of that. I used to get a lot of calls from moms around 1.30, 2 a.m. Where the hell you at? <laughs> Where are you right oh now? Oh, I'm all right. I'm alive. I'm oh, good, yes. I'm alive. I'm here. That's all you need to worry about. That's all you need to know. I'm not going to tell you where here is, but I am here. All right. Uh, it is Chad and Zay on a Friday. Astros up 3-2, and we have gotten clarification from an Astros fan. We double-checked it, too. Uh, I thought it wasn't both series. It is just one of them. The Astros were up 3-2 on the Nationals when they lost it. They were down 3-2 to the Braves. So, remember, it was 3-1 Atlanta and last year, Astros win a game, and then the Braves finished it out in Atlanta. But the 3-2 up with Washington, that was in Houston. And Astros fans are going to remember that. That is why tomorrow, Astros fans are going to be sweating every one of those 27 outs unless they can find a blowout. But they are up 3-2 now, trying to close it out and uh, get some uh, some of that monkey curse, whatever you want, off their backs. And we were talking about Dusty Baker's part of it, the Astros part of it. There's just a lot of demons uh, to try to get rid of tomorrow night or Sunday. We'll see how the Astros do there. Uh, a lot of football to get to as well. Remember... Tonight, you got high school football, Lake Travis in action against those Bowie Bulldogs. Let's go. There it is. Let's go, baby. 7.30 on the kick, 6.30 on the flex pregame right here on the horn. Right now, though, let's get some some college, some pro. We will start with our Supreme Picks. Thanks to John McClellan and Supreme Lending and Chris Waters Realty for being a part of it. We're ultimately raising money for good causes. That is the best part of this thing. But we are also making picks as a horn team against the Coke FM folks, against the McClellan team, and against the Chris Waters team. As of right now, I believe it's John McClellan's team that's in the lead. But we individually are in the lead, Zay, which I don't think technically means anything, but it means something to us. It means something to us. It does. We we're have the, keeping track. We have the most wins of any individual team, so we're going to try to keep that up. Zay, let's... If we win, I'm buying those championship wrestling belts, and we're going to be walking around here like the 05-2004 Detroit Pistons. When you remember Rasheed Wallace? I do. He would walk in with the belt. Hey, I'm a pro wrestling fan, so you just got me extra interested <laughs> I was already trying to pick them right. Now I'm really trying to pick them right. All right, Zay, let's start between the hedges. Can't wait to see it. Tennessee at Georgia. Georgia doesn't have Nolan Smith for the entire year now with that peck injury. Uh, Georgia would be the lean here because of the home team. They're an eight-point favorite. Are you ready to make an argument for the Vols, or are you thinking dogs? 
I want to. I, I love what Josh Heupel's been doing there in Knoxville. I love how he uses Hendon Hooker, and you would like to think if Hendon Hooker and Tennessee won this game, then he would be the clear front runner for the Heisman. But this is a big-time game and the SEC East for the title chase. And Tennessee, man, they made Will Levis look horrible last week. Like People got Will Levis going, what, top five in this year's draft, and they made him look like crap last week, three interceptions. So how will Nolan Smith being out for the uh, Georgia Bulldogs, how will that affect Kirby Smart's defense? We will see, but I think since it's an offense, i got to go with the dogs. Yeah, I'm going to do that as well. I just think that offense is going to be too good. All that stuff on the Tennessee defense, maybe Kentucky couldn't expose it. Maybe others, I think Bennett and Bowers and those guys, they're going to expose them. You think I, Bowers is the best tight end in college football? I'm trying to think of somebody I would take before him. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do too. He I just, do. I can't think of another one right now. Stuff, yeah. I mean, the the mayor kid at Notre Dame is pretty damn good. Right. That guy's really good. There's some others we could talk about, but boy, he he's something. Bowers is a lot of fun to watch. Okay, so Bama at LSU. I know who we're both probably rooting for. I want to see the Tigers pull that off, but I'm definitely leaning Bama in terms of a pick here. Yeah, I mean, there's something majestic about nighttime in Dev Valley and Baton Rouge, you know, and. They're going to be ready. That crowd's going to be ready. I think Brian Kelly, he'll have his team ready. But with Alabama being outside the top four, with the committee having them outside of Clemson, Mm -hmm. they understand that they can't have any lapses. They got to be top tier, and they're going to look to blow these guys out so you can move those guys in with the points. And, you know, I think this is a terrific dual threat quarterback matchup with Daniels versus Bryce Young, but I think overall Bama's defense is too good. They're too good. Nick Saban. Yeah, that's just too much going into Baton Rouge. I like Bama. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, we'll go Bama there. I do think it's a war. I think it's right down to the end. I'd go plus 13.5 on LSU. We'll see if Brandon Lang would agree with that. Yeah, that's high, but... You, you, you'd lay those? You think they're going to win by two or three touchdowns for sure? I, I think okay. with them being outside... The top four. Oh, you think he's going to want to show? I think that pissed him off. I got you. I think that pissed off the whole team, and he's using that as fuel. Like, hey, we got to blow out everybody. With that loss to Tennessee, we can't be messing around. Okay. We got to blow out everybody. And yeah, I think I take that points favor, Bama. All right. I just mentioned Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame. How about Clemson at Notre Dame? Irish have uh, actually looked pretty good this year. Some people forgot about them after that Ohio State loss, but they're a pretty good team. Clemson is pretty good, but they don't feel like they're really good. What do you think about this game? Dabo, just quit BSing. Put in K-Club, Nick, for good. That's what all the boosters want to see. That's what everybody in this area wants to see. Uh Put him in. He won you the game against Syracuse. Clearly, you got DJU's head spinning and whatnot. I've been saying it all year. He's been waiting to do this. And will that make DJU take a step back because he's in his head? I don't know. I think this team is too good to lose to somebody like Notre Dame. I do like Clemson, but I, I want to see Kay Klubnik in there. Yeah, I, I do. I got you. I'm I sorry. Got you. I don't give a damn if Dabo's calling him Steph Curry, which that couldn't be more far off. I'm going to let you know so, that's I was so it. stupid to say, but I get what he was trying to do. Put in K Clubnick. I'm going to lean uh, Clemson as well. We'll make Clemson the pick there. So we're going two road teams and a home team in college ball. In the pros, it's Rams at Bucks. Both these teams have their issues. 
Now that the divorce is maybe finalized. Time to lock in. Can Tom Brady move on and play well? Time to lock in, Tom. I can't see them losing the fourth straight. I mean, I know both teams are very dysfunctional, but it's hard for me to see Tom uh, Tom Brady team losing four, uh, four straight. The Rams have lost three of the last four. They got blasted by the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like Brady. I like Brady. Hey, we talked about earlier this year when Matt Stafford was dealing with that elbow injury. That will be haunting him for the whole entire season. Yeah, you look like you were right there. It's still haunting them. It's haunting that whole team. They're still in that fog of winning the Super Bowl, and everybody gets paid, and you're starting to get different ads that you never thought you'd be getting before, you know, like ads for vegan stuff, and you ain't even vegan. But (laughs) since you won the Super Bowl, they're throwing it at you. And I think it's hard for Sean McVay's team to deal with all that stuff. Hell, Aaron Donald, he contemplated retiring. McVay, their head freaking coach, contemplating retiring. Yeah. This team ain't locked in to repeat or, hell, even get back to the playoffs. I like the Buccaneers. Yeah, I'll go I'll go Bucks there as well. It's so weird when you said it out loud. I hope I don't think they'll lose four in a row. Ooh. Man, I just that's a scary thought that they've lost three in a row as a fan of that team. But they have. Uh, but we'll lean Bucks on that one. And this last game, Zay, Tennessee at Kansas City. I'm definitely leaning towards the Chiefs. Um, Tannehill and Derrick Henry didn't practice yesterday. Derrick Henry says he's going to be able to go. But I think I might pick Kansas City anyway. It's at Kansas City. But those kind of stories really make me lean with the Chiefs. They're a 12-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Yeah, Andy Reid coming off a of bye. I like my chances. Yes, with the Chiefs. That that's, too. that's very scary because that's just another week for him to scheme up here and Eric, him and Eric Bieniemy. And yeah, I, if Ryan Tannehill's not going to play, I do like my man, the rookie from Liberty. What's my man name? Malik Willis. Malik Willis. I do like yeah. him. He's got a little bit of moxie to him. Hell, they ran all over the Texans last week, and the Texans, they played Philly pretty hard last night, so I think it'll be closer than that minus 12.5 that the Chiefs are getting, but I do like the Chiefs to win the game. Yeah, so we'll go Tampa and Kansas City. We'll go Bama, Clemson, and Georgia there. Uh, definitely a, a southern feel, and then Kansas City. We'll go with them as well. So the Supreme Picks, thanks to John McClellan, Supreme Lending, thanks to Chris Waters Realty. Now, we're not picking the Longhorn game in that, Zay, but you said before the break, you're a little nervous as a Longhorn fan going into this game. So right now, if you're picking it, you'd pick K-State to win the game? Unfortunately, yeah. I I think preparing for both quarterbacks in a way is a negative because you don't know what you're going to see. You don't Mm -hmm. know what Colin Klein and Chris Kleiman are going to throw out there. Both guys could hurt you. Now, would I rather see Adrian Martinez? Yes, especially with how good the run defense is for Texas. I think that front line, I think they could, you know, maybe slow the game down for them. But then you also have to worry about Deuce Vaughn. Um, I'm terrified of Will Howard. I am Mm. with how just – vulnerable we are in the middle of the field and the question marks I know Ryan Watts is good to go I know Steve Sarkeesian said that in his presser yesterday but 
hamstrings with cornerbacks that that just doesn't sit well with me I think that'll linger for the rest of the season with him and then will they have to do Pete Kwiatkowski will they have to do so much just maneuvering and interchanging in that secondary where you got you know guys like Jalen Gilbo and Jade Barron on the outside where they're more inside you know nickel type corners and stuff and then you hear about uh, Anthony Cook will he be able to have that same intensity if he does play like Anthony Cook right. he plays with a certain intensity and passion this year we saw the fumble uh, uh, uh the fourth fumble against Hunter Deckers like we need all of him, all of his intensity, and will he take a step back? Hell, will he even play with that broken arm? There's so many question marks going in tomorrow's game. Will Steve Sarkeesian get over that? If they have a lead, a double-digit lead, will they be able to manage that and keep the foot on the gas You know, with Bijan Robinson and Roshan in Manhattan tomorrow? I I don't have the confidence with what we've seen thus far this year that they will do that. I hope they do, clearly, right. but I, I just I can't sit here and say yes with what we saw with Kansas State and how they handled Mike Gundy's group at Oklahoma State last week. What kind of score are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to go 31-28. 31-28. I'm at like 34-27. That's been the score in my head. And I'm leaning K-State as well. It's a prove-me-wrong kind of game. I want Texas to do it. But I'm. it's still the trust factor. I said it earlier in the week. If you absolutely trust the Texas defense, you should pick them to win. I don't. I do not trust them. Uh, and I also don't trust the adjustment and play calling of Steve Sarkeesian. Not yet. Not in a road game like this. I just think we're going to keep seeing the same thing where things freeze up a little bit. Things things get a little tight in a close game, third and fourth quarter. Something happens. He's got to figure that out. I'm, I'm going to say he doesn't figure it out tomorrow night, but I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, and the team knows your record and all the woes that you have in the second half. Don't tell me if, what, the score is 30-20 to 20 in Texas's favor somewhere in the middle of the third quarter. The whole team will still probably be like, all right, I ain't very comfortable. Usually you'd be like, oh, man, we got this. There's times where it felt like with those double-digit leads against Oklahoma State and, and uh, uh, Texas Tech where you're like, oh, damn, the Horns, they could put up 60 ball on these boys. And then something happens. Yeah, whatever happens to that defense in those moments, they need to stop. They need to stop being so confident in that moment. Yeah, somebody specs text and I stop being scared. How do you want me to be? With yeah. what we've seen throughout Steve Sarkeesian's tenure and this year, like Quinn Ewers looked like money against Oklahoma. Yeah. Against Oklahoma State, who the hell was that? Yeah, no, like, I know. You know, like just how it could go from that to this let us, that quickly. Hey, that, that's that's why I'm scared. And let us know if you disagree with us. The Specs text line, 337-3776. Brandon Lang coming up at 105. We'll get his picks on things. Up next, it's the crap bag, including the Scottish guy. Plus, Old Miss Girls got an idea that will never happen, but I'm going to still say it out loud because I love it. On the horn. All right. Nice positivity on a Friday. That's what you need. If you're a Longhorn football fan, you need the positivity that you can go to Manhattan and get that win. If you're an Astros fan, you need the positivity 
that you can close the door, that you can get rid of the demons, that you can do it for Dusty and those five guys who are tired of hearing about trash cans and just get it done tomorrow night. Amy Grant? Amy Grant. Amy Grant. That doesn't get nicer than Amy Grant. Doesn't get more positive than Amy Grant. Amy Grant makes Mandy Moore look like Billie Eilish. I'm just going to say it. Ain't nothing nicer in this world than Amy Grant. (laughs) Married to? I think they're still married. Horace Grant. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's married to Vince Gill. Oh, okay. I was a little off. I believe it's Vince Gill that Amy Grant is married to. Okay. Y'all double check me on that. I don't think Vince Gill could dunk, so she should have married Horace. No, but it's a a hell of a singing duo there. You can't if you if you want to play. Can my mom and dad outsing your mom and dad? Don't do with, don't play with those kids because yeah. I think I think that's 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 pretty hard to beat. Uh, so Amy Grant and Cutting Crew have started to di- started us today. We're getting a lot of great texts in on the Specs text line three three seven three seven seven six. Somebody says they have a friend's husband that is not allowed to go to Minute Maid Park tomorrow because every time he goes to an Astros game, they lose. So. On, yeah, don't let him go. On behalf of that guy and Astros fans, will somebody please tie that man to a chair? What is going on? Tie him to a chair, lock him in a basement, knock him out for the good of, you know, the mojo. Hell, with so much against the Astros right now, I wouldn't even let him drink Minute Maid orange juice. <laughs> like, nothing. I am absolutely. Straight water I am, all day until the Strohs bring it home. I've never been a believer in the watching or not watching or being there or not being there matters. But, hey, it's World Series time. So whatever mojo you need, you go ahead. All right, Brandon Lang is coming up at 105 in the Flex segment. If you missed the highlight of Craig Way calling Cedric Alexander's run into history, we'll get that for you. Plus some uh, all flex, vo- more all flex volleyball finalists. We got games tonight. We got Zay's Bowie Bulldogs trying to beat Lake Travis. And I tried to find out yesterday exactly what's gonna what it's gonna take one way or the other for Bowie to play a certain team or this team in the playoffs. It's kind of confusing. We'll just lay out the basics for you at one thirty. Right now, though, let's jump into the crap bag, and it will start with the Scottish guy. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it. Just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. It'll be a double rant crap bag today because Old Miss Girl has uh, some thoughts on the NCAA. I knew she would after the Bill Self story came out this week. We'll get to that, but first, it's the Scottish guy before Texas plays Kansas State. Here we go. I still find it all a mystery. Could it be a dream? The road to nowhere leads to me. Grab your Dramamine, a neck pillow, and pray you don't end up sitting next to a talker with lots of pictures to share. It's time once again for the Longhorns to go on the road. You know, as in, Sark's not good there. He's lost five in a row there. He's about as effective there as Kyrie Irving is at an all-faith luncheon. But never fear, old Sarky called up Sabin, got some advice, and he's ready to go. All right, can't actually prove that, but let's hope so. Plus, the players have it covered with Players Only Meeting Part 2. Well, that's just lovely. The only thing better than we need to talk is no, seriously, we need to talk. But you know these kids today, gotta talk, 
Got to react, got to share, so go ahead, Longhorn Leadership Council. Get it all out. Tweet it. IG. TikTok your brains out. Use fire emojis. The number 100. Your favorite GIFs. And then tell the media way too much about it. Just play better football. Let's make this more of a T2 or Rocky 2, lads, than say a Caddyshack 2 or coming to America. By the way, Edward, Edward, you stayed away that long just voicing the donkey and being in real movies, and then that script brought you back? Pathetic. All right, Bijan, Quinn, you're up. Defense, pay attention to the details, they sure will. And to every man wearing burnt orange, none of you, not one, has lost to this team. You own them. Now go act like it. UT62, little purple kitties. Three, this is SG, S-E-Q-U-E-L. All right, there you go. Texas and K-State tomorrow evening at 6. If you well want to, done, Scottish guy. If you want to check out all the Scottish guys, they are the Scottish guy with a Q in the spelling. That's that. That's got to be new. That had to take at least five takes to get a Q <laughs> figured out. Uh, all of them are there for you at hornfm.com. You can go to the show page and find the Scottish guys through the season. Before I get to this old Miss girl rant, Zay, we had a text exchange that went like this. Somebody said, come on, fellas, need more confidence in them. Hook them. And I said, well, you know, we probably do, but I've been fooled before. What do you think? And they responded, can't lie, K-State 36, Texas 28. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was funny. And then now, because of the Scottish guy, they've changed their mind. They're going to, we're going with the Longhorns. All right, so here it is, Old Miss Girl, one of our, uh, now I should say lifelong fans. She's been listening since she was like 10 or 11 years old. Now she's just about done at Old Miss. And she is always looking at the NCAA and what they are not doing and doing, and here she goes. The inequities of the NCAA are now completely laid bare, says Old Miss Girl. Kansas is skating and not even on ice. After all the protests of we're innocent, Kansas punished Bill Self for level one violations. Four games. The only game of consequence he misses is Duke. It's not even new, and it's new Duke, not even Coach K Duke. So how much of a challenge is that going to be? I've said previously the NCAA has no spine, but what's worse, they have no heart. They lack the heart to punish anyone with a postseason ban anymore, even when they get better evidence than the NCAA could ever hope to get. Talk about keeping a playing field uneven. Louisville fired Coach Patino. He's coaching at Iona. Assistants are in jail, but somehow the head coaches skate. LSU's coach couldn't even be fired immediately for admitting to violations and refusing to cooperate with the school. North Carolina is laughing because the Tar Heels aren't punished at all. They probably are thinking, Amateurs. They don't even know how to avoid punishment. Yeah, North Carolina, they were making up classes. Exactly. Exactly. So here <laughs> so here's the idea she's got, Zay. She says it's time to hurt the NCAA where it matters, the pocketbook. Take away the men's basketball tournament like some ADs have suggested and their money. Maybe then the NCAA can wither away like a grape on the vine and go away. If only we could be so lucky, old Miss Girl. See, I was feeling a lot that she said, but then when she said take away March Madness, no, no, no. She's saying take it from them, not oh, take it away okay. permanently. Okay. She's saying figure out a way to unhook the purse strings from those folks in Indianapolis. 
Okay. Now, I don't know how to do I that. I don't know if that's possible. I have no idea how realistic it is. I just want to say it out loud and get it out in the universe so maybe somebody figures it out. Old Miss Girl, thank you for the idea, if nothing else. Hell, Bill Self, he's dealing with this issue. He's getting suspended. He's missed a game yesterday. And they have a player named Grady Dick. They got a lot going on at, uh, at Kansas. <laughs> I think they'll deal with a lot. A lot of hatred. A lot of, you know, stuff they probably... They probably don't think they deserve, but Man. yeah. If you got a kid named Grady Dick, then hmm. Is he gonna get playing time? Oh yeah, he's good. He's really good. Oh yeah, five star player. They're gonna need to throw like ten opposing fans out of every game to start with, aren't they? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> if they if they ever like what are their tough road games? When they we know in the Big Twelve what they've got. The corral, but baby. Tell me they're not going to Duke. Tell me they're not going nah, to Duke. I wanna or say that's neutral. Carolina. That's probably you're right. That's a neutral game, but boy, if they go to some tough places where they won't let you up, yeah. that's rough. When they go to Gallagher, Iba, and Stillwater, when they go, I mean, heck, when they come here, anywhere, you go to the last name like that. You don't yeah, have, you don't yeah, have you know to, Lubbock. They're going to get after Yeah, them. not a lot of research required on that one. All right, we do the crap bag every day at about 1245. Up next, we do it every Friday about 1, and that's Brandon Lang of BrandonLang.com. He'll give you his thoughts on the Texas game and all the other big ones. Stay tuned. It's the Horn.